Spiritual spa day. Seriously. <laughs> Spiritual spa day. <laughs> sometimes, like, sometimes after like a good prayer session, I'll just say that. <laughs> so refreshed. I'm relaxed. Yeah, you could probably come up with like a commercial for that. A commercial. Spiritual you know. spa day. Washing your worries away. <laughs> 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 Apply the face mask of the spirit. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The moisturizer of the body. Yeah, oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of a different armor. <laughs> <laughs> I never That's... told you guys this, but my mom invented another like addition to the armor of God. Um, yeah. The knee pads of prayer. Oh, oh, knee pads you of prayer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. She's like, they. You need knee pads. That's yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, your knees get tired yeah. depending on what kind yep. of grandma. So whenever, you're on. whenever she prays it, she's like, "And the knee pads of prayer." That's so funny. <laughs> so cute. That's so I funny. love it. I'm like, I'm using that forever. Grandma <laughs> right? Stankovich would never stop talking about the fanny pack of faithfulness. This Roman soldier with a fanny pack. Amen. Right. That's hilarious. Help me out. The selfie stick of. Oh, I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking. Ah, thank you, thank you. Selfie stick of selflessness. That's hard to say. Selfie yeah. stick of selflessness. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this is a deep well of opportunity. Hey, everyone. It's me again, Nathan. I'm so glad you are back for another great conversation about life, real life, full life, and kingdom life. And we're so excited to have Megan Simpson with us as we continue in this series of conversations about how to live a full life. We're talking about profound living, and Megan just taught last Sunday with Garrett as part of our mobile worship service on a verse in Psalm 145, verse 4, which says, One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. Megan has a tremendous story, which she shared as part of that message, and you can watch that using the link in the show notes below. She's part of our college ministry, as well as our prayer ministry here at Asbury, and it was just great for us to sit and go deeper with Megan. So here's that conversation. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 What's going on? Good to be here. It's always good always. to be with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. We are so excited to have Megan Simpson with us. I feel like a celebrity now. Oh, man. <laughs> you, are, you are a celebrity. Uh, no, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Thanks so much for your time and Absolutely. for joining in the conversation. It's always great to go deeper. Thank you for uh, what you shared Sunday. Yeah, for real. Um, with Garrett. Yeah. On mobile worship. Uh, mm -hmm. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so very yeah, authentic. Let's just let's just go deeper in that today. But but first, like, what does what does real life look like for you right now? Yeah. So actually, tomorrow I am ending my season with twenty four hours of prayer. So cool. Um, Megan. I had um, I was actually listening to the podcast and Tommy was talking about the passage where the woman was weeping on Jesus's feet and was pouring the oil and washing his feet. And I said, Jesus, what does that look like for me? How can I do that? Hmm. And he said, give me 24 hours. Huh. Wow. And so that, that was where that was birthed out of. And I felt it very fitting to do that at the, the last day of my prayer. So I said, okay. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I kind of, all, I also asked him like, how, 
you know, how am I going to eat? How am I going to sleep? He said, no, I'll take care of you. Hmm. So, you know, in, in that I'm also fasting. So that's, that's kind of, um, Hmm. my week. And, um, this weekend I went to a friend's graduation and we had a really great time, went to a cabin in the woods, did some mining, got lots of fun gems and I got probably $5 worth of gold. I was really excited though. (laughs) (laughs) I mined some gold. (laughs) Were you like Uh, the prospector? I think (laughs) I, I definitely felt like that. Uh I I was very proud of myself. Prospector Pete. (laughs) I felt, I felt, I felt very cool. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a lot lot of fun. It was, it was, so this week has been really good and just, just so full, so full of the Lord, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then next week, you are going with some of our interns yes. to Awakening Project. I am so pumped about that. Yeah. So pumped. That's incredible. Yes. What are you looking forward to about Awakening Project? Honestly, I'm really just very looking forward just to sitting with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just sitting with him, getting to meet all the interns and really just pray into their summer. Because I've, I remember a couple of years ago when I did mine, it just really changed my story. It really changed. Mm. It reminded me of who I was and who he was. Mm -hmm. And it just showed me such a beautiful path of like, wow, there really is more to God than what I see on paper or what I hear Mm -hmm. on a Sunday sermon. There's more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm really excited just to sit with the Lord and then just see some of those, those blossoms of, of those seeds that are growing next Mm -hmm. week. And I'm just really excited for all of it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and Megan, how cool is it that a couple of years ago you did the internship? Exactly. And now this year your brother yes. is doing the internship. I, I am so excited for him. Sometimes, don't tell him I said that though. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't. we won't. I'll edit that out. Okay, great. it'll stay between great. us. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Secret is safe. <laughs> That's so fun. Mm. You're going to have a blast. Yeah. I want to say this might be almost the exact, but there's like 240 maybe co- people that are going to wow. Awakening Project mm, next week, so a gathering exciting. of 46 different colleges yeah, represented, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gathering to, to yeah. just come under that new room banner of sewing for a great awakening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Incredible. It doubled from last yeah. year. Wow. I think, I think I'm really excited to go back to um, kind of where I was earlier in the season, going to the revival, mm-hmm. mm. you know, and getting to experience the Lord in a place where I just, it was so pivotal for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's going to be a, an added bonus, I think, and um, just kind of like show my brother, like, hey, this is this is where I met the Lord too, you know. Wow. And so I'm just really excited all around. Very that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So Sunday, um, you guys covered Psalm 145. Four. Yep. Do you want to read that for us, Krissa? Sure, I can read Psalm 145. Our resident reader. Resident. Verse four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting psalm because it's it's labeled as a psalm of praise. You open up the first seven verses, you know, are just riddled with David. Just, I extol the Lord. I meditate on the Lord. I mm-hmm. praise the Lord. You know, just all these exclamations of praise. And then you get this verse that Chris read where it's like, hey, one generation is going to speak your works to another. And it really felt like, Megan, that's what you were doing, like on the mobile worship on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were just saying, hey, this is what God's been doing in me uh, to every generation. And we think it's an important story that people yeah. need to hear. Um, it's an example of what God will keep doing as we pray for him to bring awakening in our church. Yeah, yeah that's right. Would you share just a little, uh, maybe a summary of what you shared as far as your story yeah. from the last four months? Yeah, absolutely. Um 
really the Lord had um, came and just spoke to me. I went to the New Room Conference in September, and he had brought these two girls up on stage. And he had um, they had just shared how he had called them into a deep season of prayer for their church. And they were just very radical about it. They had One had quit their job. One had... Um, dropped out of school for the semester and they just, they were just very radical about um, just praying for their church. And I thought that was so cool. And the Lord in that moment, I felt that the Lord had came around them and he looked up at me and he said, this, this is what I want you to do. And I, in that moment knew that he had called me into a deep devoted season of prayer. And I I really didn't know what that was going to look like. Mm. And so there really was a season of like waiting and trusting him in a deeper level that I never knew Mm -hmm. was really possible for me. And that was in itself very cool. And in January, I started praying for the church. Um, So I would just come pray three hours a day, Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday. And man, that was transformational. Just Mm -hmm. not just for me, I think. So it's just, you know, there's, there's a lot of bits and pieces in between, but that's kind of just really the lump sum, yeah. you know? Yeah. I remember that, um, that moment at New Room was that, that was David Thomas, right? I think, yeah, he brought everybody, <clears throat> he remember, brought the girls up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that, um, that was a cool moment and just to hear their, how trusting they were and how I remember sensing this, or at least they exuded this, this freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sense of peace and freedom and just joy in walking in that and in, in taking that season and, and just also just being in awe of the level of obedience mm-hmm. yeah. it took to, to say yes mm-hmm. to that. That was really cool. Yeah. 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 Megan, you've been asking the Lord a couple questions before all this happened. Yeah. Right. You had been praying yeah. and I think question asking in prayer it's definitely not something we talk about a whole lot. Mm. I think it is so valuable. Mm. Uh, as we all know, that presumes that we're maybe thinking the person can answer. Like to ask a question of God means mm. I think there might be a listening aspect of prayer. Absolutely. And so you were doing that before all this happened. Yeah. What were the two questions you were asking the Lord? Yeah. So I did share, I shared one on mobile worship and I'll, I'll just go ahead and read that again. Yeah. Um, in what ways can we offer ourselves to God and to our church in wholehearted obedience to radically advance the kingdom. Ooh. (laughs) Can you read that one more time? Yeah, absolutely. In what ways can we offer ourselves to God and to our church in wholehearted obedience to radically advance the kingdom? What a great question. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I feel like in that moment, there really was, you know, we had d- been doing a lot of prayer um, in community, especially, and it really just stirred my heart. And I know there's more of God. So how can I help usher that in? Yeah. You know, yeah. how can I be a vessel that is selfless and, and says yes to uncomfortable moves of God? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just not just the ones that are comfortable or convenient, but how can I usher in uncomfortable moves of God that maybe extraordinary to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you have a statement about that, about more of God and the connection to awakening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and really we are a church that's, you know, prepared for awakening and really just deeply rooted in that. And so 
just praying about that, I really think at the root of awakening is this deep internal desire for more of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just pray that just s- such a simple prayer, God, I just want more of you. Yeah. You know, and there's so many times I don't countless times that I've just said it over and over again. And, and he just, he fulfills, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he fulfills and it, it's totally his timing, which is, can be frustrating, yeah. but it's, it's so encouraging to know and to see you guys sitting around here and, and seeing that you've been through this journey with me and that makes the waiting bearable. Mm. That's what God provided community for, I think. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And and the boldness of the word uncomfortable is what really stands out Mm -hmm. to me because Mm -hmm. if we're anything, we are a society who longs for comfort Mm. right? in so many ways. And we, 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 we work our fingers to the bone uh, so that we are more and more comfortable. Right. And um, so so how backwards or counterintuitive to what the world is about. It's interesting that I'm reminded of a previous episode where uh, Tommy said there's not an expiration date on needing to find a mentor mm-hmm. oh, or to yeah. be a mentor. Wow, yeah. I don't think that question has an expiration date. That's right. Right. Yeah. I think somebody listening that's in their retirement years should pray sure, that. Absolutely. Yeah. God, what does it look like for me to offer myself in wholehearted obedience? Right. I, I, think, yeah. I think any any Christian of any stage could pray that prayer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was the second question you asked the Lord? Yeah. The second question was, how can we cultivate a heavenly atmosphere? And I, I kind of go in and, and ask a deeper question. How can we, as stewards of the Spirit, serve, worship, and teach in such a way that the kingdom of heaven would desire to come down to earth. Whoo. Again. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> what was that? The mic drop. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Rolling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So praying about a heavenly atmosphere. How can we as stewards of the spirit serve, worship, and teach? in such a way that the kingdom of heaven would desire to come down to earth. Stewards of the spirit. I love that. I think of the, the 400 years of waiting before heaven came down to earth Mm. and the prayers that were prayed, the, the travailing prayer Mm -hmm. that was involved the the phrase that that the kingdom of heaven would desire yeah uh, that's exactly what stands out to me too yeah absolutely yeah. oh yeah to come down to come down to earth that it would want to yeah. yeah and we don't we haven't talked much about travailing prayer mm-hmm. I think it is a whole other realm a whole other level that. I believe God wants us to experience. I have not personally experienced, I've witnessed pre- mm-hmm. travailing prayer, mm-hmm. but have I travailed in prayer? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it something that I believe God is calling us as the church to? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about that, that God wants to teach us. Mm-hmm. But I think about the, those, that, that period of time, of just waiting, you know, before the kingdom of heaven came to earth and the desire. 
It's just some pro- something yeah. that I'm processing. Yeah. As we're talking about this, Megan, I'm reminded just because I know you from college ministry. Right. Before all this happened, I mean, you had a period of like year and a half, at least two years where you had been praying a lot of what I would call like pretty dangerous prayers. Yeah. Mm. So like this whole travailing prayer season you've been in, if we really look at your life though, is really like prepared for, for at least two years where you were praying things like, Lord, I really want to spend my life on, I mean, I remember many college nights where you would come literally an hour and a half early just to pray over the room. Absolutely. For like two years. Yeah. Mm. Like, or stay late and pray with people. You lead our prayer night. So I think that's helpful to give more of a full picture Mm. of your story is like, you've been praying dangerous prayers for a long time. And then I feel like God invited you into a season of travailing prayer. Absolutely. Mm. Um, So like, because I I agree with what Nathan just said that I think if I hear your story, I'm like, wow, taking a break from school and just praying for a whole season, that is so inspirational. That is so admirable. But can I do that? Like, that's so like, and I think that's, that's my response when I hear about travailing prayer. It's like, that's very inspirational, but is that attainable? Could I do that? But the reality is you had two years of like, these step-by-step prayers with the Lord where you prayed things like break my heart for what breaks yours. Right. I'm pretty sure you prayed that exact thing a yeah. couple nights, I remember. Yeah. And then it led you into this point where like you'd already been cultivating this deeper trust with the Lord. Right. And then boom, he's like, all right, I want you to give me a whole season. Yeah. That's encouraging to me Yeah. because it's almost like I think God knows how weak my trust is sometimes. And so it'll give me seasons where he's just increasing my trust capacity. Right. Just a little bit more until one day it's like, yeah. hey, I mm. think I'm inviting you into travail with me. Right. Yeah. I I'm feel inviting like, you into. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's this picture of, of the Lord inviting you to walk with him. And he obviously he sees everything, but we're in this blindfold. We don't know where we're going next. I mean, sure, we can plan, but ultimately the Lord knows exactly the steps you're going to take. And in order to climb up that mountain that you need to climb up, you need to hold his hand. You need Mm -hmm. to grow close to him. That's how you learn to trust him so that Mm -hmm. when you go up the mountain, you don't, you may not know where you're going. You may not see the path, but you know that, that God's going to lead you exactly where you need to go because you're holding his hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, As we're just sitting here talking, I'm reminded of a previous recording we did. Um, Nathan, Chris, do y'all remember when we talked about the triumphal entry and when Jesus came in and it says they, they threw their cloaks mm-hmm. on the yeah. ground. And y'all remember talking about how, you know, we thought some people thought that that's probably the only cloak a lot of those people had. Yeah. That it was a very sacrificial mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Yeah. That it was like, I'm going to spend my whole wardrobe to worship yeah. the king in this yeah. one moment. And I don't know why that thought comes back when I hear your story, Megan. I mm-hmm. feel like you like spent your cloak. Mm-hmm. Like you were like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be willing to just like give it all. And we talked about on that episode, I wonder who the first person was to mm. put their yeah. cloak on the ground. Right. Like who was the first person that was like, dude, he's <laughs> worthy of this. And then somebody saw that and went, yeah. he's right. I'm, I'm doing it too. Yeah. Like, but that's the radical yes. Yeah. Is I believe there've been people that have seen your yes that have been like mm. deeply challenged. Yeah. I think there've been people in retirement age that have heard your story and mm. have been convicted. Wow. They're like, well, what am I doing? that's willing to inconvenience myself and sacrifice mm. for a move of God. And, yeah. Yeah. But that's beautiful. That's how yeah. like the church works that one yeah. person throws down their cloak and then it's like, 
oh, shoot, me too. He's so worthy of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just so important to note that like me as a person alone without God is so unwilling to do anything like that because I, I'm a person of comfort. I love laying in my bed. I love taking naps. (laughs) I love being comfortable. (laughs) And and I, I can say that for everybody around me. We love being comfortable. Humans just love being comfortable. But I think the spirit that dwells within us desires the uncomfortable because it knows it will glorify God. Mm. And that's, that's the ultimate desire really because that's what the Lord wants for us. And so we, we are designed, we're designed to, to love the Lord and to worship the Lord. I remember at the, the revival, there was this guy and who is getting up stage to worship and nobody big named, but he said, it's okay. If you don't know the lyrics, you are made to worship. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it really filled my heart and I, I, it took a step back and I was like, this is what we were made for. Hmm. This is how we can help usher in heaven on earth, mm-hmm. doing what we were made for. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> one of the uh, passages that was part of this, this uh, sermon, uh, I know you guys didn't, didn't read this one, but it was part of the kind of the teaching plan. It was included, but as Matthew six, 20 and 21 store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there. The desires of your heart will also be. And, um, I, I really, you know, you brought up who was the first one to throw down their cloak and, Mm -hmm. and, and how much of your story just really kind of reflects you sacrificing your cloak, um, Mm -hmm. And how the world sees that as such a waste. Right, mm-hmm. right. But yeah. this, but you're storing treasures in heaven. Um, and what an example that is of, of that counterintuitive thinking, that awakened life. I know that, that your heart is for God to be glorified yep, through all right. of this. That's right, the whole way. And, yep. uh, and I, 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 I experienced that um, for sure. I experienced God being glorified through what you're doing and you're storing treasure in heaven. And I think that's such an incredible example for all the generations, as you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, a minute ago, I think of the book by, um, oh man, I always do this. The pastor up in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. That guy. Mm -hmm. That one. The one with the shirt and the shoes. Yeah. No, Um, (laughs) that guy with with the thing, he, he talks about the stuff. No, <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking Desiring about. Desiring God, don't waste your life. Yeah, uh, by John Piper, and and just how much he talks about, you know, don't get to the end of, of your life and be all about your seashell collection, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how convicting that is. But yeah, um, but so so much of of that we need to hear, con, uh, you know, constantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the word legacy, mm. which is part of what we have included in this series it just hit me as y'all were talking that that's exactly what you're doing, Megan. But a lot of times we think legacy happens later. Yeah. But we, we start building our legacy now. It's the storing up, right? Mm -hmm. It's the storing up the treasures in heaven, not, not storing them up for here. And then I just was reading back over Psalm 145, one generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. Mm. 
if we think about this chronologically, we may think we're seeing the older generation commending the mighty acts of the Lord to the younger generation. Certainly, Mm -hmm. that's part of it. But what we see here and what I believe is a picture of what you desire, that we all desire for the kingdom to look like it is here, here like it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing, right? So you're not waiting to legacy build. That's right. Right. You're not waiting uh, to you until you get to a certain point in your life, you're doing that now. And so this is, this is like a two way street. One generation will commend your works to another will tell of your mighty acts. It's from the younger to the older, Mm -hmm. from the older to the younger and, and wherever in between. And I think that is just further testimony of what we see God doing in our midst here in our church. Absolutely. You know, and so that just, that just hit me this, this idea of legacy. So, Hmm. and, and it doesn't have to be this really elaborate, complicated thing, No, but it does need to be heartfelt, which you demonstrate. And there is, there is sacrifice involved and there is a level of us getting uncomfortable Right. Where we really meet the Lord, which is what I hear in your story. Wow. Wow. No matter where you are as a Christian, as you begin to mature, you'll begin to see that God is constantly providing those opportunities. Mm. Maybe not in the ways that you want to see it, but definitely in the ways that are most perfect in his plan. Mm -hmm. And the more you say yes to God's plan and to the uncomfortable, the uncomfortableness that, that the Lord is asking you to, to dive into the deeper you're diving into the father's heart Mm -hmm. and the more you will realize you're starting to position yourself for moves of the spirit. That may seem uncomfortable because you're increasingly desperate for the Lord. Mm -hmm. You start to see your desires Mm -hmm. align with Christ. And at the end of the day, I think that's what's really beautiful and holy to me, aligning my heart and my desires with those of Christ's. Mm -hmm. And when I said yes to doing that every day, I really began to enter into a new type of relationship with the Lord one of just deep love and friendship. Mm. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Friendship. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. That is good. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, last fall before we started this podcast, um, we did a series and it's as we're, the whole church did through the book of Ruth. And um, there's one point where we were having a, a conversation after one of the services. And um, we talked about how really any lasting practical change you want to make in your life as a disciple is going to require a change in uh, two things. Just to get really practical. Uh, one is your schedule. Mm-hmm. that you have to change your schedule probably for any practical discipleship change. And the other is you'll probably have to be willing to change your standard of success. Mm. And it's interesting that I see both of those in you, Megan, that in this season, you changed your schedule radically, mm. radically to come pray here a lot. But also you were willing to do something different in your 20s than what some people would label as this is what success is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You paused right. school for a second. Um, you really didn't seek anything else. You weren't like, Hey, I'm looking for like new positions or like to move somewhere or dating. Like, I'm just really going to seek like the heart of God. And that's different than what people often do in their twenties. Um, I feel like that is something so big for listeners to grab a hold of is like what change in your schedule this week and what change in like your standard of success this season, you know, might the Lord be leading you into, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I think Chris, you and Greg do that really well. Um, mm-hmm. Just your willingness to live this season by a different rubric and a different mm-hmm. standard. I think yeah. of that with you guys a lot. Every time I come have breakfast for dinner. Um, <laughs> and I think we need 
to challenge people on that. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing I was thinking about was how you how you're living into a completely different definition of success altogether. Yeah. You know, the world's version versus God's version. Yeah. And you know what Tommy talked about a couple of episodes ago about prosperous living is not so much about what we what we yeah, have, what have. Absolutely. You know, but who we are. Who we are. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember that's telling so my dad I, I remember us talking about the Ruth sermon that probably that week. And I remember I was talking to my parents and I said, I really see that my definition of success has changed from the worldly view of independence to dependence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're really missing out on because the enemy is so adamant about putting independence on our lives that we are afraid to seek community. We are afraid to seek mm -hmm. the Lord yeah. because we feel like we should be capable of everything. But in reality, that's just not it. Yeah. The Lord has called us and said, lean on me because I am strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the other, one of the other aspects of what we see you living out, Megan, that I think is uh, something that we need to take note of is you didn't, you didn't travel somewhere else to go seek that out. Sure. Mm -hmm. You, and, and that, it, there are certainly seasons for that, but what you what you did was made yourself available where you are in your context, which is something we can all do. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. And yeah. so it, it wasn't like, okay, I want to, I want to travail in prayer because that's what I feel God calling me to do. Right. Is that, where does that need to be? That's a great question to ask, but what you model in living out where you are right now in your context and travailing for our church, for mm -hmm. us as a staff, I don't know how many times you've walked around the, the halls and asked how you could pray for the staff, pray for me, mm -hmm. pray for others. And so what you did was you said, okay, here's where I am. And, and God, what will you do with me where I am? Right. And I think that is a question for us all to ask, regardless of what, what decade we're living in, what season of life, um, whatever that looks like is God, where do you have me right now? Absolutely. That you would have me engage Mm -hmm. more deeply yeah. in what you're doing, which right. is what I, what, which is what we've seen you do. Yeah. It's been such a good demonstration mm. of your yes mm. to the Lord in this season mm. yeah. for all of us to be able yeah. to witness. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so important to note that you don't have to be called to ministry to give your yes to the Lord for mm. him to use you in radical ways. Yeah. He's not leaving you. He's not, he's mm. not going away. And when he calls you to to wait or to rest or to, to do something that you are uncomfortable in, he's not just going to ask you to do it. He's going to ask you to love to do it because he's there with mm. you. Mm. Mm. He's going to ask you to love to wait because he's there in the waiting. Mm. He's going to ask you to love resting because he is there resting with you. So this this, this idea of uncomfortability is is not alone. It, it is directly paired with the spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Megan, it's crazy how in the next seven days, uh, your season will change. Absolutely. So you have at the leading of the Lord and advice of mentors, you've kind of set several, I don't know, things in the next seven days that will give you closure on this season. So mm -hmm. like you mentioned, uh, Thursday, you will have 24 hours of dedicated prayer and fasting. Yeah. Um, you will then kind of finish up Friday morning with a meal. Uh, you're yes. going to take communion with some friends. Yes. and. Um, then three days later, you go to Awakening Project and spend the whole week with them. Yeah. As you look at the next season, uh, and you may not know, what's something that you feel just excited about as you take 
what you've learned and what you've experienced now back into college, mm. now back into kind of pressing play on life a little bit yeah. um, after you've paused in obedience. What, what are your thoughts on that? And it's okay to go, I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking right now? <sighs> I want to say for the most part, sometimes I don't plan. And I think the Lord is is willing to use that. Not that I don't take steps to plan as much as I can, but I think I've realized it's okay to close your eyes and run with God. Mm. And I think this has been a season of sitting and listening to God and, and sitting right next to him. But I think I'm ready to get up and run up the mountain and hold his hand. Hmm. And I'm really excited to take that back to my school and, yeah. and, you know, almost just be a light to those around me in the classroom, in the hallways, at yeah. literally anywhere, you know? And I think it's really cool that I, I see this perspective going, okay, the Lord can use you in any moment. How many miracles can he do on the way to a miracle? Yeah. You know, and so just just really consecrating my heart every day and going, okay, I'm going to school and I'm learning new things, but ultimately this day is for you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I'm just I'm really excited to get into an atmosphere that I'm familiar with, but with a different mindset and a different heart. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So well said. Beautiful. I'm wondering, I'm sure you have so many takeaways from this season. And there will certainly be a lot of time for reflection. Absolutely. But I'm wondering what one of your key takeaways has been in this season. I think looking at prayer now for me is it's not just prayer. It's not just not even just a relationship, but the Lord is just so close Mm. right now. And I think it's important to know that if you're, if you're not very familiar with prayer, the intent is there, even if you're sitting and staring at a wall Mm. for 30 minutes, an hour, you know, praying for three hours a day, sometimes you don't have things to say (laughs) and God goes, that's okay. I'm just glad you're here with me. Mm. And it's okay to make mistakes or not know what you're doing, because I certainly had so many moments like that. There's no, there's not going to be any amount of things that you're prepared for. You just have to jump in and trust that God is going to do that. And that's sometimes it is hard Mm -hmm. to say, you know, to do that and say that. And, you know, coming out of the other side, I think it's really easy for me to say that now. (laughs) But I think it's so important to surround yourself with community Mm. who who is willing to hold your hand alongside of that. So good. You've got two hands, one for God and one for community. Oh, love that. That's so good. You know, I'm thinking, too, about people maybe in my generation or people who have maybe been following Jesus for a lot of years. And maybe this, this notion of prayer has just been, has felt a little scary or out of reach, or maybe for people who are just different from me in some way. And Mm -hmm. what I hear you sharing, first of all, I just am so grateful for your yes, Mm. uh, but also for your vulnerability. Yeah. Thank you. And just Mm -hmm. sharing, hey, there are times I didn't know what to say. I think that's very helpful for people to hear. Absolutely. Mm. Because if if we've been especially for my generation, if we have been walking with Jesus for a long time, but we have not gone there in prayer, um, and it seems scary or unattainable or, or out of reach, we may there may be people that are that think I've been walking with Jesus too long. I can't admit this. 
Sure. Like I can't, yeah. like I'm, I'm too far in, like this would, this would not be good for me to admit. And so I just love part of what is happening in our conversations together is we, I mean, our desire really is to create a safe place to have real conversation Yeah. yeah. because that's what we do when we're in community together. And right. that means we're authentic. Yeah. We're real. Like you said, there are times I didn't know what to say. Right. And, and I would say for, for people who have not gone there in prayer yet, man, I just hope they would take example from mm-hmm. you and, and your example and say, I'm, I don't know exactly what this is going to look like, Yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to hold back anymore. Right. I'm going to go there. And, and hopefully that will be a word of encouragement mm-hmm. to those who maybe just for whatever reason haven't felt open to that or have felt like there's been some barrier to keep them mm-hmm. from that. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think, I think what you have done and, and what you will carry with you is again, it's, it's your generation commending right. to my generation, yep, right. <laughs> um, the mighty acts of God and how we can learn from one another in yeah. that. It's just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really cool to notice that Unlike humans, God doesn't care about performance. He just mm. cares about obedience. Mm. So just showing up, you check the box. You've done exactly what God wants you to do, and he's going to meet you exactly where you are in that moment. Yeah, yeah and I think mm-hmm. the showing up is is that first step in experiencing community because you do have to make your initial investment you have to put mm. something into it. That's it. Mm. If otherwise, you're not going to experience community, deep wow. community. Yeah. If, if you don't take that first step, that's how we get to the the safe places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and and simply being real with one another and going, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh, and and as, I'm telling you, as soon as you open your mouth with, this is what I'm dealing with. Everybody else in the room, however many people it might be, will go, I can say what I'm dealing with now. Right. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, that's what vulnerability does. It breeds vulnerability. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, much like actual investing, there's there's this sense of fear. I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how what's going to happen. And so I never do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, I, I feel like we treat any kind of well, investment in community in the same way. Mm. Like, I don't know what could happen. I'm really scared. As soon as you know, everyone else in the room is feeling the same thing. How powerful it is mm-hmm. when, when the first Absolutely. person just says, well, Megan, I think you're awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think you're um, just just an incredible example to us, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to the body of Christ here at Asbury and, uh, you know, what, how God is going to use you uh, when you go back to school. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. just, and then whatever else God uh, sets before you. Yeah. Um, I, I think what you've done to practice uh, the presence of God mm-hmm. and to practice <laughs> being obedient um, just how that's going to set you up and the opportunities that God is going to entrust you with. Yeah. Uh, because of that, it's, it's, uh, it's, I can't wait to see and hear. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So thankful for your yes. And I'm so thankful for the yeses that will come from your yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. 
can we pray for Megan? Yes. Before we leave? Yes, absolutely. Why don't you, why don't you leave that? I would love to. I would love to. Lord, I thank you so much for just the privilege I've had to watch um, Megan literally show up early to college group for a couple years every Wednesday night just to pray over the space. And God, we three and those that are listening are so thankful for where she, you have her now. We thank you, God, that you've seen her through this season. Praise your name, mm -hmm. Lord. So Lord, we ask for Megan just a double portion blessing. Lord, of the things that she has given up and sacrificed to dedicate this last season to you, God, we pray you would um, pour out on her a double blessing of that. And God, by the same token, we ask that this same mantle and calling you've put upon her life in this season, would you now call others in our mm -hmm. body to that? And so we pray in those listening and in those in our church, would you awaken a radical call to travailing prayer, mm -hmm. Lord? Yes, Father. Lord, we desire to be a church for whom awakening is more than just a word, but it's something we're living out. And mm -hmm. so we pray that you continue to teach us that, Lord. God, would Megan's next season be so fun, God? Mm. Would it be so joyful? Would there be so many moments of smiling and contentment? And we just bless her and pray that she would um, enjoy a season of just feasting with you, Lord. Mm. We thank you for her and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, can we ask you to pray for the listener now? Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for just being not only my father, not only my creator, but my best friend in this season, God. And Lord, that's just what I pray over my community, Lord, that they wouldn't be afraid to step out into the messy, into this new relationship with you, Father. Because Lord, that's what we were created for. We were designed with eternity in mind. So, Father, I pray that you would just call my people mm -hmm. into a deeper relationship with you. But, mm -hmm. Father, wherever they're at, if they're 12, if they're 20, if they're 60, Father, it doesn't matter. Lord, let them not be afraid because that's what the enemy wants. And so, Father, I pray that the enemy would just um, just be taken out of the scenario, Father. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray that we would be able to be vulnerable. I pray that my people would be marked by vulnerability mm -hmm. and by a joy and release and a freedom in that vulnerability, mm -hmm. and then that would lead them into a deeper relationship with you, a deeper desire. Father, I pray that you would just take off their grave clothes mm -hmm. and show them what, what life with you could look like. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray that we would be used as vessels. Lord, I pray that we would know that our life is not our own and that this, this short time on earth is only a prerequisite to, to kingdom life. And here on earth, we have no idea the, the glory and the freedom and the joy that we will feel. So, Father, let us just praise you here on earth as much as we can. Mm. You are our king, our salvation, our prize. You are our inheritance. So, Father, I pray for my people, Lord, mm -hmm. that in the day to day, that they wouldn't feel daunted by my story, by, by the story that you've placed on my life, Father, but that they would feel excited and ignited. Father, because this isn't my story, this is your story. Lord, this is just you showing off. So Lord, I pray that you would just take this 
And I pray that you would pass this on to the people who, who may be shy or, or who are excited, Father, just the people who are ready for your, your life to come into theirs. Father, I pray this with just excitement for the next season and what you're going to do in Asbury, because I firmly believe that you will do good things, and I'm expectant of that. So, Lord, we just hold our arms open and we say we want more of you. Yes. We love you and we praise you in your holy name. Amen. 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 Wow, this has been so good. Mm-hmm. Rich conversation. Yes. Thanks for your time, Megan. We love Thank you. Thank you so yes. much. Yes. It was a pleasure. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Rock on, y'all. Now that was a spiritual spot. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Thank you for your obedience so that we could be challenged to step into whatever God is calling us to in a deeper way. And God has something incredible for each of us. What are we going to do to live into whatever that is? Well, listener, know that you are prayed for, uh, that God would reveal himself to you and show you your next right step toward whatever he has for you. As always, if you have any thoughts or questions for us, please send those to podcast at weareasbury.com. You can also find us at weareasbury.com if you need more information about Asbury, want to listen to a past message or join us live on Sundays at nine for mobile worship, or if you'd like to support our ministry financially. Again, that's weareasbury.com. Please share the podcast with a friend or family member. We really hope this will spark conversation with those in your circle. Thanks again for being a part of this journey with us as we live real life with each other, full life with God, and kingdom life on earth. See you next time.